Hey, beloved, this is Gilbert Alford. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to the Shepherd's Word. This is bringing healing to the brokenhearted, clarity to the confused, and a sense of direction to the lost. Today, I'm going to be speaking on a message I've titled, The Beauty of Sin. The Beauty of Sin. And before I get into the message, I want to pray that God will speak to you in a very special way. And at the end of this message, if you are hooked to anything that goes against the will of God, he will help you to break free from it so that you can have your total freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. So when we talk about the beauty of sin, beauty is anything or something that attracts or is attractive to the human eye. Anything that attracts or is attractive to the human eye. And sin is doing something that is displeasing to God or doing something that goes against the will of God. So the beauty of sin is like a man who has seen a very beautiful lady and he has fallen in love with this beautiful lady. Nice body shape, nice color. And this man sees this woman and just falls in love with her. So he goes forward to propose to this woman. The woman accepts they are in a relationship. And eventually, in one way or the other, the woman changes towards him. She has become very disrespectful probably cheating on him, maybe to some extent throws her hand at him. And you being a friend standing behind, see what your friend is going through in the hands of this woman. And you tell him, my brother, this is not going to help you. This woman doesn't respect you. She treats you so bad. And When you tell him or advise him, he's like, you don't know. You don't get it. I love this woman. I can't just leave her. What am I going to do without her? That is a man who has fallen in love, not with the woman, but with her beauty and how attractive she looks. He thinks that if he should leave her, He's not going to find anyone much better than her. So therefore, he prefers to stay in the relationship and be miserable than to break up with her and move on with his life. And that is how many of us are hooked to sin. We know that watching pornography is not satisfying us, but yet still we watch it anyways We know how miserable it makes us feel at the end of the act, but yet still we go and watch it one more time. We lie to get our friend in trouble just to make us feel comfortable, but yet we continue to do that when we know how miserable it makes us feel after doing it. So why do we keep doing it? Because we are just like that man who is in love with this beautiful, attractive lady.
we have fallen in love with what we are doing so much so that in as much as it's making us feel miserable, we find it difficult to break free for freedom. Because we think that when we stop lying, everyone would deny us. We think that when we stop watching pornography, we are never going to be satisfied. We think that being dishonest is what will make us feel good for the rest of our lives. But I am here to announce to that person who is going through the struggle that Jesus is waiting on you. If you come to the realization of yourself and you come to Jesus, he will always give you a second chance. He will always give you a second chance. Don't just give up and live in your sin because eventually it's going to lead you to death or to destruction. Because Romans chapter 6 verse 23 makes us understand that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin, the payment of sin is death. So if you continue to do that, you may get by with it first time, second time. But the third time, you may not be so lucky. Beloved, be sure that your sins will find you out. Be sure that your sins will find you out. If you are falling in love with the beauty of sin, and as a result, you can't break free from it in as much as it's making you feel miserable, May God help you to break free. You know you are not in love with what you're doing. You are just in love with how it makes you feel. But you know that how you, you feel after doing that is not making you feel good about yourself. So beloved, break free. God will accept you and give you a second chance. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. It says that, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. This is Eve and Adam and what they did at the Garden of Eden. God had made this beautiful place for them and had put them there to take care of it. And instructed the man, gave the man the commandment not to touch this particular tree. But every other thing in the garden they can touch. But this one tree, don't touch. Don't touch. But that is the same tree that the devil being described in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. That he is so cunning. Came in a way to confuse them about the instruction God gave them. 
and eventually they went against the will of God. The devil, the serpent, so cunning, comes in ways that you don't see, comes in the form of a beautiful lady, comes in the form of a nice attractive package at work, comes in the form of a relationship you don't see it. Eventually, you realize that you have been caught in a web and the will of God is far away from you. That is what the devil did to Eve. And when Eve fell, introduced it to her husband to also fall with her. And that began the fall of man. Sin is beautiful, my friends. Sin is very, very beautiful. It's very attractive. And if you don't have a discerning spirit, if you don't know the word of God for yourself, you are going to fall for it. So in what ways does sin come to us? Number one, by what gets your attention? What gets your attention? What is occupying your mind? We are told in the verse that Eve saw that the tree was good. The devil was able to get her attention by showing her the tree. What is getting your attention? What thought are you dwelling on right now? Beloved, if you don't take care, it's going to lead you to sin. And when you sin, you are going against the will of God. So, the first way that sin comes to us is by what gets our attention. The second way is by what we fall for. By what we fall for. We are told in the same verse, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, that Eve saw that the tree was pleasant to the eyes. It was pleasant to the eyes. What are you falling for? First, it gets your attention. And when you begin to think about it, you are going to fall for it. And if care is not taken, you are going to commit the act, which Eve did eventually. Because we are told that she took of its fruit and ate. It began by getting her attention. And when she pondered over it, she fell for it. By the tree being pleasant to the eyes. And eventually, she took off the fruit, committed the act. And it all began with just a thought. The conversations you are having, the TV programs you are watching, the audio tapes you are listening to, these are mediums that is bringing information to your mind. 
and eventually something is going to get your attention out of all this information you are getting at the moment. And if it comes to mind and you dwell on it, you think about it, you brood over it, you are eventually going to fall for it. And when you fall for it, you are going to commit the act. And when you commit the act, you are going to go against the will of God. If it is not leading you in the will of God. When you sow a thought, you will always reap an action. Whatever you dwell on for a long time, you are eventually going to commit the act. So how does one overcome sin? How do you rule over your mind, your body, your soul, and go with the spirit of God inside you? How does one gain victory over sin? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. Let's hear the reading of God's word. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds. Number five, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Pulling down strongholds, everything that occupies your mind, everything that takes the better part of you is a stronghold. It can be good, it can be bad, but we are talking about sin, so we are dwelling on the bad strongholds. If you are thinking about a woman who is not your wife, if you are thinking about a man who is not your wife, in a very sexual way, it's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. You try to break away from it, but yet you can't. You try to break free, but you can't. It's a stronghold. Masturbation is a stronghold. Lying is a stronghold. But the Bible in Genesis, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, is telling us to pull that stronghold down. We should pull it down. Cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What has God said? If you want to overcome sin, you must ask yourself two questions. The first one is, what has God said? What has God said? Are you feeling for somebody who is not your wife or your husband? Are you being tempted to lie against a brother to gain a fortune? What is tempting you at the moment? Whatever it is, what has God said about it? When you are confronted 
with sexual immorality. The Bible commands us to flee, to run. In other words, take an immediate action. Don't stand there and think because when you think about it, you are going to fall for it. So run, flee. And it's not only applicable to sex. It's applicable to every other area of your life. If you're confronted with sin, flee. Because it comes in ways that you don't see. It comes very attractive, very beautiful. And if you don't take care, you're going to fall for it. Because we are attracted to what we see. So you must bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What has God said? The second question you want to ask yourself if you want to overcome sin is what must I do? In order for you to answer this question, you must know the camp you belong to. Is it the camp of Christ or the camp of the devil? What must I do? If you know that you are in the camp of Christ, then you know your identity in Christ. So therefore, when you are confronted with sin, you know what to do. You must walk in the obedience of God. What God has said is what you must do. Even if it goes against your flesh, you must obey. You must do it. There is a command which says, obey before complain. So if you have to flee, flee. Run, my brother. Run, my sister. If you have to flee, flee. Then when you get somewhere and you are panting, you ask yourself, hey, what have I done? Hey, hey, yes. Obey before complain. That is the command of God. As a child of God, you must walk in the obedience of Christ. What God has said is what you must do. Not how your body is feeling or how attractive it looks. Eve and Adam totally forgot the instructions of God because they saw the tree to be very attractive, very beautiful. And the devil was able to convince them to commit the act. And after that, judgment came upon them. And as a result, we are all affected by their action. That means that whatever you do, in as much as you commit it alone, is going to trickle down to generations after you. Sleeping with that woman who is not your wife is eventually going to affect a generation. Lying on your brother just to gain immediate pleasure is eventually going to affect a generation. Whatever action and steps you are taking at this moment, think of the fourth and fifth generation after you because they are going to reap the harvest of your action. So don't just make any move without thinking. Know who you are in Christ and do what God commands you to do if it is a thought it is not a sin it becomes sin when you commit the act 
It becomes sin when you dwell on it. Because when you dwell on it, you are eventually going to commit the act. But when it comes as a thought and immediately you are able to subject it to the power of God and you gain victory over it, you win. Because when you read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, the same verse, that, the same chapter that we are reading, it says, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So when your obedience is fulfilled, you'll be able to punish what came against you. So beloved, as this message is coming to an end, I want to pray for strength for you. May God strengthen you to be able to stand against sin. May God give you the spirit of discernment to know what is sinful though it's attractive and what is right though it's not attractive may god open your eyes to see his will for your life in jesus name i pray with thanksgiving amen beloved until next time this is gilbert Afo. i brought to you the shepherd's word be encouraged and stay blessed bye-bye